Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast. That's right, with me, your host, the Matt Chatter Ryan MK. And as you can see, if you're watching the the you know the video version, there uh, is no captain with me today. There is no one by my side. It's a solo solo pod for the chatter. The captain, the salary captain, Aaron Stewart, that is. <clears throat> Feeling a little bit under the weather. I'm, I'm going to be honest, Matt Caps. Been a bit of a rough week for the fellows at the DW pod. I, I mean, <laughs> well, let's begin. Let's begin with, I'm sure listeners noticed, no Thursday night preview slash Sunday, or what would it be? Thursday night recap slash Sunday preview pod. There we go. See, that's the way to start out the pod. Just all fucking up hard. Just, just, just tongue twisting already. That you know what that means. That we just we're gonna take another puff real quick. Okay, okay, we're good. We're good now. So as you noticed, no Thursday recap. Sunday preview pod this week. We didn't even mention that. I meant to get on the... T- Here's the thing. As you all know, I had a bit of a knee issue that began last Sunday a week ago. Okay. And, and well, I guess by the time everybody listens, it'll be Monday. So, you know, uh, a week and a day ago, eight days ago, the knee issue, which obviously lingered throughout the week. And, uh, you know, I was finally going to get back to work on Thursday because my Monday is a Wednesday and uh, I missed Wednesday, extra day to rest for the knee. I was going to go back to work Thursday and guess what? Car broke down. <clears throat> and if you're interested in the details of this fucking story and how much I want to shit on big O tires, <laughs> Well, make sure to tune into my other podcast, the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast. It's a non-sports podcast, but I'm going to be ranting a little bit on my, uh, let's just say, uh, we'll call it experience <laughs> with my vehicle and big O tires. And uh, so so Aaron was already going to have a work thing Thursday and was going to potentially not be able to pod. So it was going to potentially be down to me to pod Thursday anyway. And then I'm having the car issue. So we say, okay. Maybe one of us will get something out Friday or Saturday, you know, late Friday, sometimes Saturday. But again, busy. It's just a busy lot going on, Aaron and myself. And then we get to Sunday. Aaron's feeling under the weather and he was going to try and go anyway. But then you get the delay with the Sunday night game. My man just couldn't. Gave him the night off. Well, I didn't give him the night off. (laughs) Not like I'm the boss. This is a partnership, a partnership. And dude took the night off. I said, don't worry. I got this shit handled. I am going to run. And we're going to do it a little bit differently since it's just me solo. I'm just going to basically run through the games. Bullshit about them. Chat some fantasy. Now there's going to be some games. I'm only going to say a quick thing or two about. So we'll get through this as quick as we can. But I'm not going to worry about off with their heads. I might mention a few names throughout as we're discussing games. Ah, really going to, or the, the Mad Five. That's, a, that's, that's something where we bounce back and forth, Aaron and I. So riding solo, 
we're just going to run through the games. So glad we got that. I apologize, Madcaps, on behalf of Aaron and myself that, A, we didn't get you guys a proper Thursday. Well, it would have been a Friday, Friday pod for y'all. And that we didn't even say anything. And because at this point, it was too late to say it by the time I realized, because I was going to put on Twitter, like, the captain has a work thing and the chatter lost his damn mind. We'll be back Sunday. But I, I didn't even do that. So apologies. I suck this week. Uh, <laughs> having a hard time handling my own adversity this week. So <laughs> again, I'll rant plenty more about it on my other pod if you want to check it out. But other than that, that's how we're going to end it. Aaron, feel better, my friend. And hopefully you're back with us for the Monday night recap pod. But if not, that's okay, too. We ride solo because I do the other pod solo. So I am comfortable riding in the solo chair, you know, as much as I'm going to miss my guy, my captain. I mean, that's my partner. That's my dude. It's going to be weird having him not by my side. Probably even more weird for the listeners, but that's okay. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And, and Madcaps, if you decide to skip this pod because it is just me, <laughs> no offense taken. None at all. None at all. Chatter's riding solo. And uh, if, if, if the chat is just not enough, if you need the captain in your DW pod, I don't blame you for skipping this one. But we're going to have fun if you stick around. So let's go. Mm. We should begin. Since there was no Thursday night pod, let's take a little quick sum about the Thursday night game. Really, big takeaway, Russ. Talked a lot about how I wanted that MVP season for this man. And it's just not appearing so. And it's not that he's played bad. He's actually played well. The offense overall just hasn't been, you know, spectacular. And the defense is, is, is maybe one of the worst ever. And so it's just a bummer. And, you, you, you know, some of those off-season rumors, Russ moving on, could start to heat up again here, you know, at some point. And maybe not. Maybe it doesn't happen until later in the season. But that's something that's got to be going on in Russ's mind is I've never missed a damn game. Like, this this team is garbage. Pete's got no defense. Like, it, it's, it's just they got no run game. Alex, Colin. So they're just in a position where it's all on Russ. And now Russ is hurt. And not that it hasn't all been on Russ, but at least – I just feel bad for the dude. Hopefully they can let him go and find a new team. And it sounded, I mean, it makes sense. They're just not, they're not, they're not right now. And even worse so with no Russell Wilson, who's going to be out some weeks with the messed up finger. So, excuse me. So, and my only other takeaway from that, although I will say, sorry, backpedaling a little bit, Geno Smith, Looked pretty good in that game. Looked pretty good in that game. So if you want to think fantasy-wise, even with Russ out, I think you can still play your DK Metcalfs, your your Tyler Lockett. I think you just got to, you know, lower them expectations a little bit. But I think they're still playable. So on the other side, yeah, the, the, uh, the Rams. They continue their season. You know, had a little blip on the radar last week, but they got beat by a very very good Cardinals team. And the biggest takeaway for me with this is, uh, you know, Robert Woods did a little, little talking this week, 
think he was a little upset. He wasn't getting the ball more. Understandable, you know, understandable. Uh, uh, so they made sure to get him involved. 14 targets, 12 receptions, 150 yards. So yeah, if you were uh, waiting on a Robert Woods game, there you go. And Cooper Cup still did fine. Seven for 92. Um, Higby got the touchdown. The running backs each got a touchdown. So Rams playing well. Woods getting involved. And I'm sure, you know, they're going to make it a point to, uh, you know, make this a little bit more split, you know, because it, it was going very heavy on Cooper Cup, which is fine if it's working. But I think not just for their team, but, you know, for all us fantasy heads out here, let's get Woods involved too. It makes more sense. Look how dangerous Minnesota is because they get feeling in Jefferson, you know, if you're just going to every third down, if everybody knows you're going to throw it to Cooper Cup, change it up. So good to see Woods involved and, uh, you know, Rams continue on. So get that Thursday night game out of the way. Obviously, I can't preview the Sunday games. They already happened. So apologies. You didn't get any of that this week. I don't know how good we would have been because this was kind of a crazy week, <laughs> to be honest. But but we're going to get into it right now. The Sunday night game. The reason I'm recording this in the wee hours of the morning is because there's a delay, right? A weather delay at halftime. So the halftime felt like forever. And everybody was just waiting to see like, okay, the Chiefs are going to make this comeback, right? Because I know that's what I was thinking. Waiting for this delay to get over. See the Chiefs make this motherfucking comeback, right? Or at least make a game of it. No. The Buffalo Bills stampeded all over the fucking Chiefs. Stampeded them into the ground. It was, oh man, oh man. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 33 for 54. Two interceptions. Whew, rough game for Patty. Rough game for Patty. The Chiefs leading receiver, Miko Hardman. Probably Hardman truthers, there you go. Nine for 76. As the, and uh, Mahomes was even the leading rusher. Like Dick. Daryl the Barrel, Daryl Williams looked all right, five for 27. But uh, yeah, not a lot. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he got banged up before that, seven for 13. Like, this is just, they, they just got rocked. They got rocked. Um, and for the Bills, they did their thing, man. Josh Allen, 350, 15 yards, three TDs. And then he had 59 yards and another TD on the ground. Hell yeah, Josh Allen just rolling in. And uh, Dawson Knox seems to be one of his uh, current favorite targets. Four targets, three receptions for 117 yards and a touchdown. I like Knox a little bit last year. And uh, here's the thing, this year, I just figured, you know, they got Diggs. They got anti-science asshole Cole Beasley. Sorry. <laughs> um, they got Dawson Knox or Manny Sanders, right? They added Manny Sanders. And I'm just sitting here at Gabe Dave, you know, they got some dudes and I'm just sitting here like, okay, Dawson Knox is, is probably fucked, but uh, he's, he's, he's having a year, man. He's having, and it's, and woman's, man's and woman's. He's having a year and it's good to fucking see. So Dawson Knox, I hope you can, Fort Knox, I hope you continue to roll, my man. Three receptions, 117 yards and a touchdown. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Just beautiful to see. So, so there, there was a little concern about Buffalo, and you, you know, people question 
Denver and Carolina because of their schedule and who they played and uh, being undefeated. And, you know, I think you had to look at who the Bills played a little bit too, you know, and, uh, but hey, good teams, the best teams beat the shit out of the teams they're supposed to beat, right? And that's what the Bills did. And then they came in here and put a fucking hammer on the Chiefs. So they stampeded them, as I said. Stampeded them. They just rocked them. It was, that's crazy. I'm I'm gonna gonna admit, I did not expect that. But I don't think you can have any more questions. I mean, yes, the Chiefs' defense is shit, but I think that's, you know, what people wondered about Josh Allen and this Bills team was what they were gonna do on the road against a great team, you know, in a high-profile matchup. And they kicked ass, so... Leading receiver, Dawson Knox. That's right. <laughs> it's good to see. Good to see. So let's move on to the rest of the games. Of the games. <sighs> and there were some good games. There were some good games. The Browns and the Chargers. Now, that was a fun one, right? Now, football-wise, that was just a blast to watch. And I got to say, what the hell were the Browns doing up 42-41? Not putting the fucking foot on the gas pedal. What the hell? That's a stupid question. (laughs) Anyway, why the hell did they do that? You're trying to protect a one point. You guys have been going back and forth. Like, all all of a sudden, your defense was going to stop the Chargers? Just right there. All of a sudden, your defense was going to be able to stop Herbert and the Chargers from going down the field. All of a sudden, right there. With that one point lead. Stefanski, what the fuck? I don't get it. You needed aggression there. Do not let those fuckers get the ball back. No, no, I didn't understand that at all. Didn't understand that at all. David Njoku for the Browns uh, had a big game. Seven catches, 149 yards and a touchdown. Nick Chubb. 161 yards and a touchdown. That's a great game. And, you know, the whole Nick Chubb thing is a little curious because Kareem Hunt's been having some big games, bigger games. You know, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago when he was hunting the Bears. Like, Kareem Hunt's killing it. And, uh, you know, Nick Chubb went a lot higher. Um, and everybody loves Nick Chubb. I love Nick Chubb. He's fucking amazing. But it is true, you know, like... Hunt just gets a lot of the passing work. And even though Chubb can do it, you know, it just, it's more of a Kareem Hunt thing. So that does take away, it. you know, it, it lowers that ceiling for Chubb, you know, and that sucks. It sucks. Um, but I love him. Love the dude. And Hunt's kicking ass in Joku. But I think that's the thing with the Browns is, you know, you can count on the running backs each week, you know they're not generally going to have bad days. But that receiver, you know, Odell Beckham, two for 20. I did, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones got involved this week, five for 70. So it's just kind of, I, he's going to, they're going to spread it around and do different things. And so you just can't, you just can't really count on anybody in that pass game, I don't think. I just, at least for now. 
And on the Chargers side, they keep killing it. Mike Williams, Keenan, all your normal guys, Parham, the tight end, got another touchdown this week. But uh, yeah, Mike Williams destroyed. Justin Herbert, 398 yards, four touchdowns, mainly targeting the Mike Williams. Uh, although I got to say this, 16 targets, only eight receptions. Come on, Mike, you could have had a bigger game. 165 yards, two touchdowns. Keenan Allen went six for 75. Austin Eckler had a big day, over 100 all-purpose yards and uh, a few touchdowns. So very good day all around for the Chargers. You know, that's just a fantasy points factory. Also a fantasy points factory, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> that's right, Dak. Prescott continues over 300 yards, three touchdowns, did have a pick, but uh, Zeke continues to look good and Pollard continues to get work next to him. Zeke, 110 yards and a touchdown. Pollard went for 75 yards. And four catches for 28 yards. So, very good there. And, uh, well, in the passing game, you got C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Amari Cooper. I think that's going to continue to be the trend. Um, and uh, nice to know we can rely on Mr. Dalton Schultz. Because I was like, hey, is this going to be sustainable? But, yeah, that's going to pass it enough. He's going to be able to support both of them wide receivers and that tight end in most games. And uh, But it could be a little bit by, like, uh, like with the Bucks, you know, like maybe two, there could be times where there's two of them that have really big days and maybe one of them doesn't. But I, I really am starting to feel like you can trust Schultz. Now, on the other end, they beat down the New York Giants in this game. and Not great. Daniel Jones, hurt. Saquon Barkley, hurt. Kenny Galladay, hurt. The Giants, they're beat up. They're beat up. And uh, we'll get into it over the week as far as infirmary, who to look at for replacements and stuff. But really, the only thing to be positive about this, and this is crazy because I was not big on this dude, but I did suggest him in my infirmary report as a DFS play for yesterday. And he went off to the tune of 10 catches for 189 yards. And that's Kadarius Tony. And as I mentioned, not been big on this guy coming into this year. But, uh, man, he rocked it yesterday. So if there's, if there's something you could take away from that, I do think Tony is a viable option. But it's going to be interesting to see what, 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 we, what comes out about the injuries to all these players because uh, Booker did not look particularly great um, in Saquon's place, I would say. So it's... Got a few catches and a touchdown, but uh, 16 for 40. I guess he did get two touchdowns, so he's going to be a viable option because they don't really have anybody else there. But uh, oh, just an ugly situation. And just when you felt like they might get a little something going on offense, the Giants, ooh, just tough. Okay. And uh, then another another very fun game that was going on and it was crazy because I was watching the red zone and you had the witching hour and you had the quadruple screen and like three of the games came down to kicks and the one game that really came down to kick after kick after kick uh the Packers and the Bengals and that game was insane just uh kickers just blowing <laughs> game winning field goals left and right <clears throat> Apparently, there was a crosswind <clears throat> excuse me, that was making it rather difficult for the kickers. 
Maybe the way I don't know about kicking. Do you know about kicking? I don't know about kicking. Beats me. Either way, it was a crazy-ass game. I was rooting for the Bengals a little bit just because, uh, you know, nice to see. But, hey, Jamar Chase, 6 for 159 and a touchdown. Bengals offense. I think they're going to continue to get better and we're going to be able to uh, rely on them for some fantasy points, particularly Burrow and Chase. Like great stack, great stack in DFS, I would say. But I'm really enjoying these guys lately. Uh, the Bengals just overall as it teaches football wise, you know, it's another one of those you know, losing teams that just hasn't done anything in a while. And, you know, they had a little bit of a run with Andy Dalton, but it's, you know, nothing ever. I mean, it's not like you ever thought like, oh, the Bengals, they're fucking dangerous. They Like, this is a team that could, you know, burrow, chase, mixing these boys that, you know, building towards the future. Like, this could be a very dangerous team. And uh, so, yeah, big day from Chase. Chase, Chase. And then on the other side, of course, Aaron Rodgers is going to get his 344 yards, two touchdowns, and mostly to Devontae Adams, of course. 11 receptions, 206 yards, and a touchdown. And then, of course, Aaron Jones, 103 yards. That's about all he did. But yes, there you go. It was a, it was a fun game. It was a fun game. Um, not a fun game. The London game. I guess it kind of got a little interesting late, but uh, the Jets are just bad. I mean, Michael Michael Carter made made a little bit of, of noise in this one. I guess he got a touchdown. <laughs> but overall, uh, yeah, there's a little Denzel Mim sighting. He had a couple of catches. Um, Elijah Moore, nothing. It is too bad. Been waiting to see something from him, but. Uh, not to be so as of yet. And really for Atlanta, it was the Kyle Pitt show. Nine catches, 119 yards and a touchdown. And then Cordero Patterson right behind him, seven for 60. But uh, yeah, Olamide Zacchaeus, you know, I've loved this guy since he was drafted. I've wrote about it. It was one my very first, I've mentioned this several times, my very first article for the Roto Underworld for playerprofiler.com was not Roto-Underworld, for playerprofiler.com, was indeed, indeed, about Olamide Zacchaeus. Olamide, Olamide, I don't know. I'm not really sure how you say his first name, but Mr. Zacchaeus. And uh, I really thought he'd be able to make some noise. I mean, I figured Kyle Pitts would go off, but who else do they have besides him and and Cordell Patterson? And uh, so, no. A lot of stuff to the tight ends, Hurst, Lee Smith, uh, even Tajay Sharp. I haven't heard his name in a while, got a little bit involved. So uh, I think it's uh, about time to just give up on Mr. Old Zacchaeus. I don't think uh, him's going to be coming a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And moving on, moving on. Uh, also not becoming a thing, the Dolphins. There's your off with their heads. But <clears throat> I just, I don't even... I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, Gaskin, Miles Gaskin, um, just shy of a, he had 25 yards rushing. Okay. 10 catches for 74 yards. 
He was one yard shy of 100 all-purpose yards. Just one, just one. But he did get two receiving touchdowns. So Miles Gaskin had a nice day. But other than that, Jesus, man, I didn't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I really don't. It's a, it's a rough go for the Dolphins right now. I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, how comfortable do you feel playing any Dolphins right now? Uh, can't feel great. Can't feel great. The Bucks, on the other hand, you got to feel good about playing them boys, right? Antonio Brown gets a couple of touchdowns. Mike Evans, see, this is one there was such a, see, this game, it was A.B. and Mr. Evans who went off, both over 100, both two touchdowns. Chris Godwin still seven for 70, but, uh, you know, he'll get his, he'll get his time as well. And they had no Gronk in this game. Um, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Bucks are rolling. Bucks are rolling at the moment. And at least for one game, the Titans were rolling against the uh, uh, shitty Jaguars who, you know, all the Urban Meyer stuff and things like that. You kind of figured like, I mean, those players are still going to want to play for themselves. You know, they still got pride and they still got to do their job. You know, they, they, they still got a career to worry about. But man, that's tough when there's so much noise around your organization because your head coach is a fucking idiot. I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad for him in a way. But you got to do what you got to do. got to still go out there and play the game. And uh, even with no Julio Jones, um, yeah, the Titans rolled it because it was just another Derrick Henry. I have no idea how long Derrick Henry is going to be like, this dude's got to be toast by the end of the year, right? Right? Am I wrong? I mean, this is just, he can't keep rolling like that. I would think, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I love me some Derrick Henry, some King Henry, and he continues to roll, but I'm just like, it, it feels like it's always later in the year when he really gets going. And it feels like he's really getting going now at the beginning of the year to kind of make up for some of their other deficiencies. And ah, I just feel like Henry might not look as good towards the end of the year, but we'll see. We'll see. He's, if anybody, if anybody can, uh, you know, just keep doing his, is that dude, because he's a crazy beast, crazy beast. Not a lot in the receiving game though. I mean, uh, Tannehill didn't even hit 200 yards, um, and uh, A.J. Brown, 3 for 38, so glad he was back, but uh, yeah, it's not a lot. They didn't really need it. Didn't really need it, to be honest, um, and then on the Jaguars side, I mean, James Robinson continues to uh, get work, 149 yards and a touchdown, and Dan Arnold is actually the leading receiver with 64 yards. LaVisca Chenault, keep waiting for some big games from him, especially with the opportunity there. But this game, three targets, one reception, 58 yards. Dan Arnold had eight targets. You know who else had eight, eight targets? Jamal Agnew? Agnew? Who, Tavon Austin with five targets? These fucking guys are getting more targets than LaVisca Chanel. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. I just don't, I don't even know what to say about the Jaguars. I also don't know what to say about the Saints or the Washington football team, or as we call them, uh, lovingly around here, the Washington Horskins. 
<laughs> I don't know really what to make of like the Saints. Hey, here we go. Now we're back to Jameis. Four touchdowns. <laughs> also had an interception and a fumble. <laughs> like it was a Jameis game, right? We got a Jameis game. And uh, Marcus Callaway, good to see you with a couple of touchdowns, 85 yards, two, two TDs, titties. Kamara, 71 yards and a touchdown. So Saints have a solid game, but uh, it's just that, that team is just weird. I, you don't, I don't know what to expect or what to trust on a weekly basis. And I know people are excited because Michael Thomas will be coming back. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if, well, I don't know. If he comes back and helps them start winning, we'll see. But I still feel like the, the idea of a Michael Thomas trade is still on the table. Didn't seem like they were on real good terms, but uh, we'll see how that goes for Washington. Gibson, a couple of touchdowns. Other than that, blah. Blah, bag, not much from T Mac this week. And then on my infirmary report, I was like, who are you going to target? Um, with Logan Thomas out, I didn't even think to mention Ricky Seals Jones. I mean, he didn't do shit, but he did get eight targets. So that's, that's a miss on me. I should have at least mentioned him. Um, but T Mac had 11 targets, but he only caught four of them. I mean, Heineke off this game. Um, like I said, Gibson had 60 yards and a couple of touchdowns, but he really could kind of a blah game from Washington. And you just thought Heineke's a little bit Fitzpatrick, you know? So he, it's like, you're going to have some games where he kills it and you're going to have some shit games. And, and uh, you know, if you're Washington, where's that defense? That's supposed to be a really good, I mean, they got some dudes on that defense. Where is it at? Moving on, moving on. Uh, get to a couple of lame games real quick. The Lions, the Vikings, not a lot to say here. Madison went over um, 100 yards rushing, added 40 yards receiving in a touchdown. Other than that, uh, Justin Jefferson went over 107 catches for 124. Um, so you had that going there. And then, of course, uh, the Lions, who are the Lions? Nothing spectacular. Uh, St. Brown is the leading receiver. He had eight targets, seven catches for 65 yards. And of course, DeAndre Swift with six catches for 53 yards to go with his 51 yards and a touchdown rushing. So DeAndre Swift still getting plenty of work receiving and uh, on the ground. He's, uh, it's too bad the Lions aren't better. <laughs> Excuse me. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about that one. And then you had the Broncos and the Steelers, you know, Broncos, a little bit of pretenders in thinking maybe, right? Played uh, quite a weak schedule. And while, you know, their defense is good and was playing good, it's beat up a little bit. And uh, ain't exactly looked great the last couple of weeks and the offense hasn't been able to do it. They did make a little bit of a comeback. Teddy and them did. And then uh, Teddy threw a pick in the end zone to end the game. But um, yeah, it's, what I take out of this game is it stinks with the Broncos because they're still using too much Melvin Gordon. <laughs> if you ask me, um, he had nine rushes, Javonta Williams had eight. 
Javante Williams, three catches, Melvin Gordon, two. Like, let's just go Javante. Use Melvin as a breather, but they're still they're still using Melvin, and he's just not not great. His two catches for nine yards, his nine rushes for thirty four yards. That's three point eight average. Just get him out of here. I, I, and I'm a Melvin fan. I've talked about it a bunch. I loved Melvin. I was banking on him having a good year last year, but this year he's just he's getting there. You know, to the point where just the juice, the juice. No juice to squeeze. We're left in the squeeze. What, what is it? I don't know. Whatever that stupid saying cliche. <laughs> but uh, it's good to see that Cortland Sutton is still kick, kicking some ass. Pardon me. Seven for 120 and one. So I do think Sutton is at a point where you can trust him. I'm not sure what else you can trust in the offense. But, um, we'll see when J- Jerry Judy comes back. But, uh, you know, the Broncos, it just feels like. They're right where they were last year. A team that needs a quarterback. And nothing against Teddy. He played all right. You know, 298 yards, two touchdowns. Interception, like the game-ending interception. But, yeah. he He's just – and I love Teddy, too. But he's just at this point, and maybe not at any point, just not special enough. Just uh, – just – not quite there. And then the Steelers, uh, they played a little bit better. Um, Najee Harris went over 100 yards, touchdown. And uh, Claypool, five for 130 in a touchdown. Good to see. Um, but it's the Steelers, so I don't, <laughs> you know, if they're really going to ride Big Ben every fucking, the rest of the year, like I can't count, count on them every fucking week. I just can't because he's not good right now. <sighs> but they're sure going to try and run that fucking ball. But good for Najee Harris. 122 in a touchdown. Good for him. And uh, then we move on. We move on to the Bears and the Raiders because, well, this game wasn't the greatest. Nice to see um, Justin Fields get a win. He's the starter from here on out. But it'd be nice to see the offense open up (laughs) Justin Fields, 111 yards passing and only four yards rushing. So there's a lot of, you know, Khalil Herbert, Damian Williams, Herbert had 18 carries, Williams 16. And uh, it's a lot of running the ball. Horstead, the tight end, is the one who caught the lone touchdown from Justin Fields. Like, get the fuck out of here with this. <laughs> Come on, Maggie. Aren't you supposed to be like this, you know, offensive mind who worked with Andy Reid, you know? Like, what are, you, what are we doing here? This is lame. I mean, y'all won. Good for you. But lame. And the Raiders falling back down to a lot where we thought, you know, they would be. And, of course, in the process – Hunter Renfro is the leading receiver. Six for 56. Lame. Lame. The Raiders are lame. Jace Jacobs. Jace Jacobs is what I was trying to say. But what I really mean is Josh Jacobs. Jace Jacobs. Jace Jacobs had 48 yards on 15 carries with a touchdown. So I guess he did a little something for you. 
but a pretty ugly game all around. But nice to see Justin Fields get the win. It would be nice to just see them do something cool with it. Uh, garbage ass, garbage ass teams. The Eagles and the Panthers. Uh, you know, I've kind of been waiting for this Eagles offense to get going a little bit more. And we're still not quite there, but you did see some flashes. And uh, they did take this game from the Panthers. Um, not a lot to speak of fantasy-wise. You know, you got to look. There is that Hurts to Devonta Smith connection. So as much as I like a couple of guys like a Rager and a Watkins, I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, <clears throat> at least for now, Hurts is only capable of really supporting if one, just the one. And that's pretty clearly Devonta Smith, who's in that number one chair right now. Um, but seven for 77 for him. So I do think he's a guy. His, and Hurts has been, you know, you're able to play him. He, he barely got a couple hundred yards passing, but he did get two touchdowns rushing. So, you know, he's not doing bad for you fantasy-wise. But, uh, yeah, receiving Devonta Smith, definitely the number one. Um, Sam Darnold, bit of a rough game. Not quite 200 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Chuba Hubbard did have a decent game, went over 100 himself on 24 carries. DJ Moore, 542, was the leading receiver, but just a pretty ugly game from the Panthers, and yet they still almost won because they had a chance to win, and the Eagles came back and put a halt to that. So it's, uh, you know, that was a bad game for DJ Moore, but mainly because it was a bad game for Sam Darnold. So, you know, good old Sam Darnold, or as someone on the broadcast called him yesterday, Sam Newton, because he, you know, he has all those rushing touchdowns recently. Got to get Sam Newton in there. <laughs> oh, goodness. And last game I'll talk about is, uh, you, you know, 49ers at the Cardinals, the undefeated Cardinals. And uh, Trey Lance's first start and you saw some good, some bad. He went 15 for 29 for 192. Did rush 16 times for 89 yards. That's kind of insane. Um, Elijah Mitchell was the leading running back, 9 for 43. Um, Debo Samuel got a rushing touchdown and three receptions for 58 yards. Other than that, not a lot going through the air. It was nice to see Brandon Ayuk with four targets two catches for 32, um, but uh, it, it looks to be a lot of ground game right now with Lance, and then they said when they come back after the bye, Jimmy G will be the starter if healthy. We'll see. We'll see, but, uh, you know, it's it's interesting to see there's just 16 rushing attempts for your quarterback. It's more rushing attempts than completions. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, but uh, Hey, it was a close game. There were not a whole lot of points scored. I guess I expected personally a little bit more for the Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray just, you know, kind of an okay day, 239 yards, one touchdown. Um, and then as far as the rush, like Chase Edmonds, six for 15. James Conner, 10 for 29. Uh, you know, San Francisco's got a solid D. But this was just kind of, man. Nothing going in the run game. But luckily, you're Kyler Murray and you're the Cardinals. And you also have DeAndre Hopkins, who made some sick plays yesterday. And he went six for 87 and a touchdown. 
help the Cardinals knock out their division foes and continue their unbeaten streak. They're at 5-0 now, the only undefeated team in the NFL. And, uh, whew, gotta say, if there was a second secondary guy after Russ that you would have said, who would you like to see in that MVP race, that MVP conversation? It would have been this guy, Kyler Murray. So really good to see him making the most out, out of his opportunity and kicking some ass. And they got a good team. They got a good team. They got an opportunistic defense. It's one of those defenses that, you know, it's not a world-breaking defense, but they're not crap either. Um, and they're really good in certain areas. You know what I mean? So, like, it's a very capable defense for winning football team. So, and then you had in that offense. And yeah, the offense was a little blah, but I think you got to be, I mean, they got just guys that, I mean, and Kyler, the, the only problem fantasy-wise is that Kyler can spread it around. Like, again, Hopkins got his, but after that, you had Rondale Moore, who went five for 59. Christian Kirk, who went five for 39. And then Rondale Moore, where you got to be excited, they got him involved in the running game too. Three carries for 38 yards. So they're doing lots of different things with Rondale Moore. You got to, Got to be excited about his future. And, uh, you know, I just, overall, I don't know. I can't like these Cardinals. I mean, that it's a fun team to watch. And again, kind of a blog game this week with the 49ers. But Cardinals, man, they sitting at the top. They sitting at the top. What a fucking week. What a fucking week. Yeah. And then tonight, tonight we have, I'm saying tonight because most of you are listening to this on a Monday, we have the Colts at the Ravens. And I imagine the Ravens are just going to kick some ass in this game. It'd be nice to see, I need about 800 points from Jonathan Taylor in a couple different leagues. So if that could happen, that'd be great. (laughs) But I don't see that happening. Uh, The Ravens, kind of like I mentioned with, with the Cardinals, like I wouldn't put the Ravens up there with one of the top few defenses, but they do some things really well. And man, it fucking helps when you got Lamar Jackson on the other side. And I don't think there's going to be a thing the Colts can do to really compete in this game. Maybe they can hang around for a minute. Um, but that is, uh, that's looking like a rough one, looking like a rough one. So, but I do believe, you know, Got Jonathan Taylor, you got to play him regardless. And uh, he is the fucking man. <sighs> but there's a very good chance, Baltimore. I, I mean, and of course, if you've got him in your lineup, it's too late now. It's Monday. <laughs> so what am I talking about? You know who you're already playing in this game because Sundays are. But I am looking forward to the game just because you know me. You know me. Madcaps, I love watching Lamar Jackson. That's, just, that's all there is to it. I just love Lamar Jackson. So I will be tuning in tonight and I will be watching Colts at Ravens and I will be back after the game to talk about it and to preview Thursday night's football game as well. And hopefully my partner, the salary captain, will be feeling well enough to join me. And we move on. We move on. We move on to Monday night, and then into week six, and hopefully a better week for both of my 
my co-host and I. Let's, um, we don't need another shit week like we had last week. That just makes everything more difficult. So let's get the hell out of here for now, right? Right, we is good. What a good Sunday of action. Oh, some craziness, a bunch of missed kicks like everything. Yeah, good stuff. Some teams got stampeded. Thanks once again for joining. Don't forget to follow the pod on Twitter at